3: Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gilli, You guys with us. 215-592-9494. We'll get to Reese Hoskins officially gone from the Philly. Yeah, we'll get to it coming up in a little bit here as he signs a two-year deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. So the end of an era for Reese Hoskins with the Phillies. Of course, your phone calls on Howie has your confidence in him started to waver after a tough season, especially picking the defensive players at 2.30 today. It'll be aired right here on WIP. The end of season press conference. With Nick Sirianni and Howie Rose, let's talk about all of it, including moves the Eagles should make this offseason with our guy Seth Joyner. He joins us right now. Seth, how you doing? What's
4: going on, fellas? What time is that press conference today?
3: Is that Two, like 2.30? 2.30 today.
4: <laughs> so, Can't so, wait.
5: So for Seth, for you, if, if you were asking questions in the press conference, what, what do you want to hear them respond to? What do you want them? What questions do you want to hear him answer?
4: Well, the main question that I would have is, you know, philosophy. Um, First of all, you know, what led to the retention of, you know, Nick Sirianni. If you're making all of these, you know, D.C., O.C. changes and you're telling everybody that Nick Sirianni is the guy that pulled the trigger on these guys. So after one season, you make all of these moves, then how do you validate, you know, bringing Nick back? to choose new OCs and season DCs again in light of, you know, how the season ended next, you know, I want to know um, is there going to be a philosophical change in how they approach the game of football, how you practice, you know, how you schematically, what you're going to do offensively. Is there a remedy for, you know, um, how teams came after Jalen Hurst this year? And defensively, is there going to be a different mindset? Are we looking for a new, another Big Fangio-type DC, you know, who's going to come in here with the same philosophy of bending but not breaking? Um, Or are we going to go for a more um, aggressive stance on how, you know, we play defensive football? Because this city has a rich history of, you know, aggressive, you know, very good defenses. And we haven't seen that in quite some time, in my opinion.
3: Seth, on the offensive side, we, we saw some news last night that they interviewed Cliff Kingsbury to be the coordinator. Of course, he used to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals and was uh, Mahomes' coach back at Texas Tech in college. Seth, when you think about the offense moving forward, do you think they should be looking for someone that could help Nick Sirianni and, and get his offense back on track, or should it be someone who will run their own offense? That feels like it's got to be a big part of these interviews. Is this a new offense, or is this someone coming in just to help Sirianni's offense that we've seen the last couple of years?
4: Well, so I think if you're going to bring Nick Sirianni back, then, you know, <laughs> the, the owner should be on his offense if he's going to be the guy, you know, this this pulling all the strings. Because you can't sit here and say, you know, well, it's my offense, but I'm going to have, you know, Brian Johnson run my offense and then fire Brian Johnson because the offense didn't perform as it should have. You know, it, you need to go and find a guy. If he's going to be a CEO-type coach, then you need to go and find a guy who's going to bring his offense and implement it, you know, and move forward from that perspective. If that's not the case, then, you know, Nick Sirianni needs to take over, you know, offensive play call and then he'd be the, the, the OC. Doesn't have to have the OC, you know, tag, but, you know, the onus needs to be on him because clearly this move is, is indicating that this is a, you know, this is a hot seat year for Nick. He's got to get it right or he's out of here next year.
5: We look at this defense, Seth. We've been kind of kicking it around this morning. I'm giving you the defense. You got you get to pick all the pieces. How would you go about? What would be, what would be one of the first things you did to help shore up this defense for next season?
4: Well, if I'm the if I'm the DC, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to hire guys who are teachers. You know, there's an interesting post you know on on Twitter, and I retweeted it um, a couple of days ago um, where this reporter is asking um, Kyle Shanahan about, you know, um, coaches and Brock Purdy's, you know, quarterback coach and the fact that, you know, he's got these coaches that he works with in the off season that works on fundamentals and so on and so forth. And Shanahan says, you know, whoever's in the building, what we do is we work on scheme, game planning, so on and so forth. You know, so I, I kind of got the impression – that, you know, that's what they do. They don't really, you know, these position coaches aren't necessarily working on the fundamentals and the technique of the game. As a player, you need that, you know. When you got young players, you have to have coaches on your staff. It's not just about the X's and O's. Those coaches have to teach these players how to improve their technique, how to improve their fundamentals. You got to give them a toolbox, you know, for how to get done what you're going to ask them to do. And I think one of the biggest problems that the Eagles have had in their ability to develop talent, especially on the offensive side of the football, is they haven't had qualified coaches, you know, that can tell a player and show a player and teach a player how to get from point A to point B, you know, in the process of development. Mm-hmm. So if I'm putting together a staff, I need some teachers that understand technique and fundamentals as well as the X's and O's, so that we can not only bring these players along and develop them, but also give them the tools to go out and perform at a high level week in and week out.
3: Seth, as we go to the offseason, I'm looking right now in front of me at a chart that says positional spending, how much each team spends on each you know, position, and you can look to the future, right, how much they have on the books. The Eagles are among the lowest at safety and linebacker. And Seth, we were just talking about before you came on, the teams that are playing this weekend – there's good safeties and linebackers we'll see all over the field. Brian Branch, Kyle Hamilton at safety, and obviously the linebackers in Baltimore and San Francisco. Seth, is this the year how he's got to rethink this? That I'm not saying they're going to spend the most money at those positions, but it just feels like they have ignored them in both the draft and free agency for, for too long now. Well,
4: because, I mean, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they've invested heavily on the defensive line, and they put the onus there feeling like, you know, they could you know make it up as far as the linebackers and the safeties are concerned, you know, with the pass rush, you know, and being stout at the point of attack from the defensive front. Well, if you look at the teams that remain in the you know, in the mix here, these last four teams, these are teams, you know, that they get it done with great linebacker play. They've got versatility at the safety positions. And I don't think the Eagles can afford to any longer um devalue those positions and think that they can, you know, piecemeal it, you know, by signing, you know, special teams players and trying to transform them. And that goes back to the developmental piece, not only the players that you that you draft, but also the players, you know, that you sign. You bring them in here and you're trying to make, you know, some of these guys that have been special teams players for three, four, five years into starters. And you don't have the coaches, you know, to actually bring them up to speed and get them to where they need to be. So, you know, listen, the Eagles could have had T.J. Edwards sign for $6 million a year last year. I think it was like 6.3. He signed a, a, a nineteen point million dollar three three-year deal, okay? So he's making $6 million a year. You want to know what the Eagles spent on the entire linebacker core the, last year? They spent $6 million on the entire linebacker core. Mm. That's, like, ridiculous when you stop and think about it. A team is willing to spend that on one player, but we're spending – that at an entire position for an entire season, that has to change. you got to figure out how to div- divvy that money up in a different way where you can have talent that's, you know, that's productive across the board. Because, you know, we've seen, you know, th- this year is a, it's a glaring. We, we've gotten away with it in the past, but you can't, if you're thinking about getting back to the Super Bowl, Defensively, you can't keep operating the way you've been operating and thinking that things are going to work out. You got to spend some money. You got to go out and get players that can be productive and make plays. The Eagles like playmakers at that position. When was the last time we've seen a playmaking safety, Malcolm Jenkins? When was the last time we've seen a playmaking linebacker? I can't even remember, to be honest with you. You know, tackles are one thing, but you got to have guys that can force turnovers, get sacks, rush the passer, cover be, you know, efficient and and zone coverage. you got to go and get those players. Every other defense, every other great defense does that. They have that.
3: The Eagles haven't had that in years. They haven't. No, I mean, Jordan Hicks came to mind, but he always was hurt here. So, he, you know, he unfortunately couldn't stay on the field. Seth, let's end with this. Title game weekend, 49ers-Lions in the NFC and a, and a great matchup in the AFC, <clears throat> excuse me, in Baltimore. Chiefs and Ravens. Seth, your thoughts on the two games this weekend?
4: Well, I think the most intriguing matchup is going to be the um, Baltimore-Kansas City game. You know, you got your classic, you know, smash-mouth football team in Baltimore playing against your classic finesse team in Kansas City. And I just get the sense that, you know, as as much as things change, you know, a lot of things in football stay the same. Um, I expect for, you know, the Ravens to win this football game just from a physical standpoint, and I can't wait for the matchup. Between Kyle Hamilton and Travis Kelsey. That is going to be a classic matchup to watch because I'm sure he's going to draw that coverage for the majority of the day. But I like the Ravens in that game um, and their physical ability to dominate the line of scrimmage in, in both phases, offenses and defensively. Um, as far as the 49ers game is concerned, you know, you would think that, you know, the 49ers would have the leg up just based upon their body of work, you know, but there's something about this Detroit team um, that has me leaning towards Detroit. You know, it's been 30-something years since they won a playoff game. Done. Now all of a sudden, you know, they find themselves in the NFC Championship game. um, And I just get the sense that, you know, they got their mojo going right now. And, And for certain teams, you know, it's time. And it seems like it's their time you know, San Francisco's been there in the NFC Championship game year after year after year, and they haven't been able to get over the hump. I get the sense that they're not going to be able to get over the hump this week as well. And I, I got the, the Detroit Lions going into San Francisco and upsetting them. I want to see Detroit line up against the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl, and that's going to be a very interesting matchup to watch. That would be
3: That'd a be great fun. matchup. That would be fun. That would be awesome. Seth, always appreciate hopping on. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you soon. Thank you, Seth.
5: You got to guys. Take care.
3: There we go. Set shorter.
5: Do you know those Detroit Lions fans take over the sphere? That's going to be
3: bananas. And they will take over. Yeah. They
5: definitely will take over.
3: Yeah. They, you know what? I, I, There's something about that Lions team. I would not be surprised if they walk in this effort. I hope no they win. do. I,
5: I do. I, I mean, for them, even though I didn't get to go. You know, I hope that they – Well, know, someone's they, going to the sphere. Yeah, somebody's going. I hope it's the Lions fans, though.
3: Plus, wouldn't it be great to watch Shanahan lose a title game at yes. home? Yes. Yes, it would be. Yes, it would be. Do you guys know the last time the Lions won a road playoff game? It was it was in nineteen fifty seven in San Francisco. In San Francisco was the last time they won a road playoff game.
6: That was sort of irony of the time. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still on the whole like and trust me, I do not want this to happen, but I have a strong feeling that the Lions get smoked. Yeah, so I, I think the That sounds like more of a hope. No, well, the no. Are, the I Niners want the Niners. I I hate the Niners. The Niners are my most hated team remaining in the playoffs. So if anything, I hope the Lions go in there and kill them. This is my gut feeling. I don't. I think the, the Niners are a lot better than the Lions.
3: I actually think we get two close games. Uh, I hope. I hope we do. Let me just for interesting. Well, yeah,
5: purposes. I, I do too. Uh, I yeah, because you still got Mahomes out there playing well, Patrick Mahomes.
3: Oh, Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes will be game on Sunday. There's no question. I,
6: about I just that. think we sometimes glean a little bit too much from what happened in one round of the playoff. I think we do. Niners played a close game. I mean, the Lions played a pretty close game too, but like, I have a feeling we'll see more of mid-season 49ers than, you know, well, well, the weather's supposed division. to
3: be good, and which helps both quarterbacks because neither guys are, are good in weather. alright nine two ninety four ninety four. the discussion about Howie Roseman and have you started to waver in your confidence in Howie, something I feel like, I mean, this show probably existed on WIP five years ago, four years ago when the Eagles started to go a little backwards after the Super Bowl. My confidence in Howie has not gone anywhere. I still feel very good about Howie Roseman leading this team. 62% no on our poll, but you know what? That means 38%, folks are wavering here in their conference, including Hugh Douglas on Howie. Our Twitter question, sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile, the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation, PIDentalCenter.com. We lead you right to the afternoon show today, 2.30, during their show in the will live. Howie Rosen and Nick Sirianni speak. Terrence in Springfield's up on WIP. Hey, Terrence. Hugh
7: hey, Joe what's up, man?
3: What's up, Terrence?
7: Oh, uh, my God. Here's the thing, man. I know everybody loves Howie Roseman. I was telling Kyle, but to me, it's all about consistency. And he's had great years, and he's had years to clean it up. But we all know this year, he brought a bunch of jobbers in there, man. You ever see a a jobber on wrestling when they just stole him in a match and a superstar – getting there and... Is and that what they're before, called? Yeah, I, I saw some, jobbers. These these yeah, some I, jobbers.
3: I, I saw them in an Eagles uniform. Bayard, I saw uh, Darius Leonard, all of them this year.
7: They're all jobbers. Somebody just getting there and the superstars, you know, just kicked their ass around the ring for about 15 minutes and one, two, three. That's what That's what these guys were. And how, to me, it's about talent. Is it? Is it... The, do, we, do we know the time that we have in the building? Because I feel like we, left, we let a lot of talent walk out. Do we know the time that we had? Because... My thing is with Garner Johnson, he, these guys were a million dollars off, and he let he let him go to Detroit for an extra million dollars. Well, we could have had him over here. Like, yeah, and now extra,
3: he now he's one game away from the Super Bowl again.
7: Yeah, and to me, I, I was telling Kyle like right now, if you see the teams that are in there, I, I don't think he's better than the San Frans uh, GM. The, the, year after year, they're in a conference championship, but the, the difference between us. And everybody else, every other team, the Baltimore Ravens, year after year they have great linebackers. I don't care if they have a down year, they have great linebackers. Year after year, San Fran has great linebackers. I don't care if they have a down year, they have great linebackers. And linebackers, to me, is the core of your team because they keep that thing solidified. And to me, I feel like Howie, he – like I said, he has great years, but he had some years where he just dropped the ball. And I feel like this year he has to make it up. He he has to do something, or I feel like he might be – his job might be on the line. Sherryani's job might be on the line. Because this year, uh, 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 all hell might break loose if we start the year like two and five. It's going to be bananas. So I feel like, you know, we all love Howie, but I feel like he he has to step it up, man.
3: Well, he has to. So here's what I would say about that. Terrence, may always appreciate the phone call. Will Howie ever actually be on the hot seat with Jeff? I don't know. will, Will he be on the hot seat with us? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. You
5: know, we're gonna, 100%, we're man. gonna do what we do. Well,
3: I you know, mean the whole we, fan base. I mean I'll never forget sitting here in this seat and looking across the, the river and it was a fire Howie sign. That was three years ago. I don't I don't think what how what he's accomplished, I would say the
5: role runs off of Howie in probably about five years. If they don't get back. Yeah. Uh, five or six years, maybe even ten. That's a long ass runway. Well, he's not getting ten if they don't win anything. <laughs> it's a long runway. I think I think that they're gonna be they're going to be relevant, as long as the, the Eagles are relevant, because that's what you, you hope for in a
3: situation. But I don't think that's what Jeff Fleury wants you. I don't – like, relevant is – like, what's relevant? Competing? De- being, like, in the, being in the playoffs every year. That's not good in enough. In the hunt not every good year. Not no.
5: I mean, but that's all you can – like, championships. Honest, Joe, like championships. you want you want cha- – like, you're shooting for championships. When you talk about a level of consistency, what, what the model now is probably Kansas City Chiefs. When you talk about all the tumultuous seasons that they had, because in those six championship games that they've been in, they've had some speculation on whether Mahomes fell off and all this other stuff, but they were still able to write the ship.
3: Yeah, they're the standard. Yeah, yeah they're the that, standard. Like, so I, I think
5: that, that that's where you want to be. There's always going to be questions about some of the moves that you made and questionable moves. Because they're still questioning the moves about moving off from Tyreek Hill. But the bottom line is they're they're in the championship. game Yeah, lane. you know what? Again, Th-
3: they've been at two title games without Hill, and maybe back to back Super Bowls. Like they know what they're doing. <laughs> no, yeah, but at, at at when they got rid of, them, I know no, they were yeah. like, hey. And
5: then when they started those young yeah, corners, I because I even said here, I was like, that that's their Achilles'
3: heel. But it wasn't. So I'm glad you brought that up. That that brings me to what's been on my mind for a while here. I don't know if we can keep paying offensive players. At some point, the Chiefs said we paid our quarterback. Our defense stinks and it's old. We got to rebuild it. We need draft picks. We need money on defense. And mm-hmm. they moved off hill. Like I, I think everyone thinks the slam dunk they're going to pay Devontae and they're going to have a $50 million year quarterback, two $25 million year wide receivers, and an expensive offensive line. I
5: don't know. It all depends. Let me tell you. I, I feel like I know what you're saying, but it just all depends on how much Jalen Hurts, uh, he matures in this offseason. But before,
3: but before we get to hurts, just like can you, you, you have that much money on yes, offense? I think, you but can. the Chiefs moved off Hill.
5: No, I'm saying this year. Yeah, this year because you still have control over Devontae Smith for one more year.
3: But he's going to want a contract. You no, know, he he's so going to want a no? contract. We'll, you're telling me we'll we'll like. You think that's going to go over well with his agent?
5: Th- this is the thing, Joe. You you have to like it all depends on his his level of uh want as far as the contract is concerned, this season, which I'm pretty sure his agent is probably going to broach that. I mean, you know, he's to yeah. pro- approach that and try to broker that deal and make that happen, you know, this year. Try to strike while the iron's hot. He had a pretty good year this year. And if Howie's, you know, Howie's probably going to have to say, hey, man, can we talk about this later on in the season? I think you, you could buy yourself a little bit of time. You, when you you're maybe about this. maybe you by yourself a little. Yeah, bit Yeah,
3: you could. I, I'm just I, my when I'm thinking about Howie and how he fixes this. I'm wondering if he needs to reallocate the resources. It's just too much on offense. We saw it this year. And if the it's one thing if the offense is the number one in the offense in the NFL, like we're scoring 35 points a game, then all right, cool, run with it. But if the offense is going to be ninth in the NFL or seventh, and you can't stop a nosebleed on defense, you might have to reallocate yeah, the we, money. We can not stop. Who? They couldn't stop anybody. Dylan's in Bucks County. What's up, Dylan?
0: going on, fellas? How we doing?
3: Good, What's Dylan. Up, What's up, buddy?
0: First time caller. Just, uh, I listen to you guys a lot. Um, have a couple words on the whole Howie Rosen situation. Yeah, go Good for it. Man. We
3: appreciate you, Dylan. So, what are you thinking on Howie?
0: I have all trust in him, to be honest with you. I think, I think people that don't have trust in him are just a little angry at the season. Um, I think as Philadelphia, as a fan base, we hold, uh, very, very high standards to our team. Um, if we would have went Past the first round this year, I don't think people would have been talking as much. But even with the uh, coaching situation, I think it's strictly offense and defensive coordinators. With Sirianni, you got to think about it. I think his record's 34 and 17 over the last three years. We've been to the playoffs all three years. Uh, over 600 win percentage as a coach. Uh, I just think it's the Philadelphia fan base uh, just angry about how the season went, to be honest with you. Are, are they wrong for being angry the way the season went? Absolutely not, which I totally understand. But I think uh, I think Sirianni's taking uh, a lot of the uh, butt end of the stick.
3: Well, he's getting a lot of the I blame. Mean, because sure, you know what it is, Dylan, as fans, we do this. We need to blame somebody, right? So we're blaming either the quarterback, the coach, the GM. But, Dylan, I'm with you on this. I, he's going to fix it. I, I don't know if it's going to take one year or two years, but I believe Howie's going to fix this thing because I've watched him do it before.
0: 100%. And I believe it, too. I mean, it, it's just a – we're going down right now. Howie's going to find a way to bring it right back up, and it's just how it's going to be. But he's one hundred and ten percent a top five uh, GM in the league, and there's nothing, there's nothing more or less to that.
3: Yeah, and I, I think when we we forget that, don't appreciate it, or, you know, we or bring up the flaws, we forget the good parts. I mean, Howie has. Put together a lot of good football teams and two teams that were the best in the conference. Yeah,
5: but you can also he this, this two things can also be true because he he also has a blind spot when it comes to certain positions.
3: He doesn't value him enough. I yeah. know. I agree. And, and
5: and that's why we're in the pickle that we're in now. Is that you know he devalued a few positions. Now can he correct this? I mean I think he's smart enough to know where he he made a mistake and he's willing to course correct. But he has to do it. He has to do it. I think do it through the draft. You can't go out and get higher guns all the time so you have to you have to try to do that through the draft. Though that is a little bit harder
3: cuz the draft is 50-50, right? You're yeah. throwing darts at a dartboard. You know, but hoping. you
5: you know if you have like the one thing that I remember about defense and 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 being the being in the position to get drafted, like coaches look for comps. And what I mean by that, they looked for players that were comparable to somebody say like you go like Roquan Smith. He's not Ray Lewis, but he's compared to him by the way that he plays. Right. You know, and in, in his hard-nosed demeanor, things of that nature. You look at the Baltimore Ravens and the way that their defense is built, they have a template for what they feel is their defensive players. You know, and, and, and that's what the Eagles were good at at one point. When you talk about the certain type of, of players that they would draft or, or acquire – they were all similar in certain in certain aspects. Types, yeah, yeah, and you have to get back to that.
3: Yeah, like when they found a kid named Trent Colder to maybe one day replace a guy like Hugh Douglas. Yeah, Trent took my job. Yeah, Trent took my job. It was a similar kind of player. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Well, I just I thought it would it would bring it back together. <laughs> they, they, they had a type, and they want another one. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's How You hop Board. We'll come back. Your phone calls has your confidence in Howie Roseman begun to waver here. And a fan favorite in town officially now moving on. We'll hit that. The end of the Reese Hoskins era. It is official. Plus, Britton Covey chiming in on Twitter defending his quarterback. What's going on there? We'll discuss it all. 215-592-9494. Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP.
5: Are you in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle? Want the largest selection in the Delaware Valley with the best pricing available? Of course you do. That's why I'm here to tell you about my friends at Apollo Auto Sales. For over 20 years, Apollo has been buying and selling top quality vehicles. And while other dealers tell you that your credit is trash and you can't buy a car at Apollo, they don't use those words. They don't say no. They just say yes. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no worries. Stop by Apollo Showroom in Delsa Drive in Sewell, New Jersey, or shop online today at ApolloPreowned.com. Call
0: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Swung on. Did it. Crushed. And the Phillies are going to lead it. Four
9: to nothing. A three run home run for Reese Hoskins. His first postseason home run. And he's sprinting around third
3: base. Oh, you're going to get us all to tear up in here. Goodbye to Reese Hoskins. Nine's last night, Klintak. Matt Klentak, Matt that front office. He stole Reese. Reese Hoskins heading to Milwaukee. Two years, thirty-four million. Opt out after the first year. So if Reese has a big year, he could opt out and go back to free agency. Welcome back, midday show. We'll get back to all your Eagles calls. Of course, Howie, we lead you up to the presser for today, two thirty. Howie and Nick, but it's official now. It's not like we're surprised. I mean, it, we knew this. Base- I mean, yeah, Dem- he wasn't going to be here. No, Dombrowski he basically here. said goodbye to him once they made the decision that that um, Bryce was going to play first base full yeah, time. Yeah. But I'll tell you a couple things before we get to the how it pertains to the 2024 Phillies. I, I had a complicated fandom with Reese Hoskins because I was a fan, and Hugh, I wanted him up. In, in 2017, he was killing it in the minors, and this mm. team stunk. And I was like, just get this guy up here. I think he could help. Like I think there's a real player here. And they took forever, and they eventually called him up. And Kyle, I'm sure you remember that that was the month, August and September 2017, that I think got people to wake up and look at the Phillies again for the first time in five years. He had 18 home runs in 50 games. It was one of the wildest things. Like, that's my that's the last thing memory I have. He made people pay attention again.
6: Well, it felt like an actual player that yeah. it will, like, because you had the, the guys who were the the Tommy Josephs, yes. et cetera, who like no would future. have... Right. And you're like, come on, like what are we doing here? But Reese, you were like, we, there is something here. Yep. And the fact that he stuck around as long as he did, became a part of that 2022 run, he felt like the first true Philadelphia Philly that we had in a long time.
3: He did. And then because he stuck around so long, we got to see the flaws. He's among the streakiest hitters I've ever seen. He was not a good defensive player, but he was a good hitter. I mean, he's a good offensive player. I'll put it that way. Power, on base... And then the, the other side of the coin, Hugh, you and I were there, right? Last spring training, we were doing our show out in the left field concourse in, uh, in Clearwater. Got hurt. And he got hurt, and that was it. That was yeah, his that was last crazy. game.
5: That was crazy to see, and, and, and you could tell, like, the players, they, they, were, they felt real bad for him. Knowing the situation that he was in, they felt really, really bad for him.
3: Unfortunately, he could, you know, they didn't get to the World Series for him to come back last year. I think that that maybe was the plan, that he could have been activated for the World Series because he tried so hard to get back. Um, I'm going to miss-watch him at the plate, even though he drove me crazy sometimes in his cold spurts. But, Hugh, I'll tell you this. I The first thought I had last night was, did the Phillies make a mistake doing it the way they did this offseason? They made a choice, right? They're going with Bryce at first base, and they want more defense in the outfield. Rojas and hope he can hit and all that.
5: Yeah, they're going to work on his hitting <clears> in the offseason.
3: But they didn't have to go that path. They went down that road. But they could have said, Bryce, you play the outfield like you used to, and we'll, we'll try to bring Robert Reese back. back out there. Or, or Reese could have come back to play first, and then – Castellanos and left and Harper and right. Like, they, they could have brought Reese back to play first. Yeah. They could have. But I think that they like
5: what they saw from Bryce at first base. Yeah, I I'm sure they did. And, and you know, when you talk about the small sampling size that Bryce Harper at first base, so that was pretty impressive, though, for a guy that, that has never been over there, for him to get over there and just look as comfortable as mm-hmm. he did in a, in a short period of time. So I think that you had something there. And then you talk about Rojas out there in the outfield. I mean, even though I know that his bat was something to be desired, that's something that I feel like they – they, if you can get a little bit more production from here at the from him at the plate, that's better than what you had last year. But his defense was 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 uh, great. He had some great defense.
3: Oh, spectacular! Yeah, and I and look, I think Bryce will be a better first baseman defensively than Reese. He is right now. Like I think he, like you said, he was impressive there. He'll just get better at it. I I don't doubt that. I just have this nagging feeling they're one bat short, and it's like, who are they going to get? Can they get anybody else? And Reese was still out there until last night. He was. They could have run this thing back and brought him back. You know, last year in spring training, when he went down, I thought they could get by without him. And then I felt it during the year they missed him, more than I thought they would. And I still think they're going to miss his bat. Reese Hoskins helped this team get to a World Series two years ago. I thought they missed that bat last year. And, you know, I think he'll do well in Milwaukee. They're, they're always a competitive team. I think June 3rd is the first... Um, Time the Brewers will come to Philadelphia this season. I saw that last night, so he'll get a very big hand. And the Brewers are usually competitive. I would not be surprised if we got Reese Hoskins and the Phillies in the playoffs next year. That wouldn't surprise me at all. The Brewers usually That'd make the fun. playoffs. That'd be fine. It would. Uh, I'm going to miss Reese, though. I, I had ups and downs as a fan with him, but I, I at the end of the day, he was a good Philly. 215, 592, 94. Not if your reaction to Reese officially off the board, and do you think the Phillies made a mistake not trying to make this work, at least for one more year? I mean, it. He did take a short deal, Hugh. It wasn't like he took a five-year deal. He took a two-year with an opt-out. He could just be in Milwaukee for a year. It's, it, that makes me think that they could have brought him back if they really wanted to. The yeah, they, they
5: could have, but I don't think that's what they wanted to do. Like you said, I think that, that Rojas probably had some, some play in that decision that they made and trying to, trying to make him a player and get more production at the bat because that was the biggest thing when you talk about Rojas that we complain about. Couldn't hit. Was he, <laughs> could, he couldn't hit worth a damn in the in the postseason, couldn't it worth a day.
3: It's funny. Last year, they were way better defensively, especially with Rojas out there. But they didn't make the World Series. They didn't go as far. Their bats let them down at the end. I I think we'll end up saying they should have kept Reese. That that's that's my feeling today. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Reese Hoskins officially. Had your reaction to Reese and his whole career here, because he he was a player that was liked, but he had so such a weird up and down to his career. The highs were so high. And then he would go in these crazy long slumps where the lows were low. And of course, the Eagles. Howie Roseman, have you begun to waver in your confidence in Howie? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Frankie in Roxburgh. What's up, Frankie? Frankie,
2: how you doing?
3: Frankie, Sorry, what's Frankie. up,
2: pal? Uh, listen, I got a couple ideas for you guys. What's you got? I, I think, I think it's, actually, I think we should change everything. The coaching and because I, I totally believe it's coaching. And uh, nice. look what um, Matt, Matt Lafleur did with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I want that type of uh,
3: offense. Yeah. So you want and, a, you want a, a Shanahan kind of offense because he yeah, he runs yeah, that kind okay, of system. Yeah. yeah.
2: And the reason why I say it's coaching because look uh, look what the Flyers did. Look what uh, Torello did with the Flyers. Look what Nick Nurse Torello. did with the Sixers. Uh, you know. The Sixers had the same play, basically the same players, but I think Nick Nurse knows how to use his uh, his role players hmm. better. I, I don't know, and and it's just well, like he does. Coach.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're right. So the Sixers upgraded a coach, and they've been better this year, even though the rosters maybe not as as dynamic as it was a year ago they've been better and you're right tortorella's done a great job with the flyers frankie coaching matters right
2: and and look look at the, um, like the d-backs coach look at the look what harris did with with uh uh dallas's d-backs i mean it it, it is coaching and and look at um look at uh we just let go. Uh, our defensive end went to um,
3: Derek Barnett went Barnett. to Houston. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah
2: look a pretty how good time. I mean, look how he's playing. I mean, what is that? I just got to know what that is.
5: You change the scenery. Change the scenery, Frankie. Uh, Frankie, are change you change at, at a? Scenery. Are you at the pet shop, or you just have a bunch of birds?
2: <laughs> no, I got I got birds. What kind of birds? What kind of, Like that's a parakeet. Yeah, it's parakeet. She's a crazy parakeet too.
5: I had a parakeet when I was growing up. Did man. you? Yeah, I had a parakeet. That's oh, why it sounded like a parakeet. What's a, you,
3: what was the bird's name?
5: The
2: parakeet. Sometimes they, it gets on my nerves. Like they're so they're so loud. Do they
5: do they do they talk? They don't talk, do they? Because parakeets no, don't talk. That,
2: they, they don't uh, talk. They just holler a lot.
3: Yeah. But anyway,
2: awesome. Um, I got a couple candidates I want to throw at. Yeah, you Yeah. Who guys. you
3: got, Frank? Who you thinking?
2: I mean, for um, I mean, for for new defensive coordinator. I'd like to get Pete Carroll in here. You know why? Because he's he. I don't know. He knows how to m- handle young players. He did it in college, and he's very. Uh, I think he's he's a good drafter. I mean, has a good voice.
3: I've always and, liked Pete. Yeah, and Frankie. I don't know if he's going to get a head coaching job. You know, as
2: right. I mean, yeah, he, he may be he out of a job. Yeah, sole position oh. on you know on on Don't
3: carry bank. himself old. The Pete, oh, Pete, oh, no, Pete doesn't carry himself. No, old. he doesn't carry. But he's not old. in spirit, man. Yeah, it's all about spirit. That, 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 as we I, all
5: I'm age, not, it's a matter spirit. You. I'm not. A, I'm not an
6: ageist either. I think I'm you not, are. You, you have you have older spirit than Pete Carroll. I'm being completely <laughs> honest. <do>. And Pe- <laughs> Pete,
3: <laughs>
5: Pete <laughs> carries like myself younger? Than I <laughs> you do. just like to take naps, man. But yeah. I'm not an ageist. I can't not see.
6: An I can't see you flying around the sideline like Pete, like with the energy Pete Carroll has.
2: Pete's taking naps. No way. The reason why I say that because he did it with Seattle when his whole team, when when he had the Legion of Boom yes. and they got all dismantled. He he I don't know, he just he just brings them back. He knows how to draft, I think, and he knows he knows the college
3: I like Pete uh, and it's a built-in interim if Sirianni flops on his face next year. He could be right. the interim coach. Then
2: he could take over. Yep. And and another another name that I I would think uh, I mentioned is uh, Eric Biennemi, because he he did a lot for, um, you know, the Washington quarterback. I mean, he made him look like an all-pro at times. Yes,
5: he
3: did. So a lot of turnovers. But, yeah, they did put up some yards there. Frankie, it's interesting names. Obviously, Pete Carroll is a big name. Um, I, I'm sure he wants to be a head coach. I don't know if he's going to get one this cycle. Bien- it, it's interesting with Biennemi, because a few years ago, didn't it feel, Hugh, he was on his path to becoming a head coach? And it feels like... The Eric Bieniemy head coach thing is one of the oddest things I've ever seen because everyone assumed he was going to be one. No one will hire him. Yeah, I wonder if he interviews poorly. Do you know <laughs> you you know Eric? I, from I've your, heard yeah. I, that, That's what I've heard. That because that what else been, could it be? Yeah, that that has
5: been the the knock on him is that he's not a great interviewer, and I, I kind of wonder what what are you going into the interviewer interviewing room to say or or how do you sell somebody. Because I I would think that, you know, it's funny, I was thinking about this last night. Okay, if you're interviewing for a head coaching job, I guess it's, it's all centered around the actual team that you're going to. And I would assume that it's about the personnel that you already have and the potential of the draft picks that you have and how you would upgrade the team. So how could you mess that up?
3: I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder if part of it is also like, can you sell yourself as a culture builder? Like just like use Dan Campbell for an example. I could see how he probably wowed the owner in Detroit. I would, I
5: would love like this is the part of, of the game that I would love to if I had the, the opportunity to sit down and see exactly or talk to somebody and them telling me exactly what is it that they're looking for when they do a head coaching interview. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't I don't know, because you hear some people say, well, you know, he went to the interview and he just blew him away. I would think that with, with Eric Biennemi's, Coach Biennemi's X's and old mind, that that would be something easy for him to do because he's just talking football.
3: So that was – I remember when uh, Tomlin got hired in Pittsburgh. Because I, if I remember right, Tomlin was not a hot candidate. It wasn't like mm-hmm. anyone – but he blew the Steelers owner away. It's like, we got to hire this guy. So that that does happen. It's, but Biennemi as a coordinator, sure, I, I, I would take him here. Um, but the, the weird – there's another part of Biennemi that so, – he, they didn't have good stats this year in Washington. They were like 25th in offense. Or, you know, They didn't score a lot of points considering the receivers they had. I know he didn't have a good quarterback. I, I do wonder if people would say it was all Mahomes and Andy. I mean, I, I don't know. The enemy thing is it's odd because everyone seems to put him as the next thing, but none of the teams actually want to hire him. I, I don't get it, but I would interview him here if I'm the Eagles. Sure, but let's, let's talk about him as a potential coordinator. Mad Mike in Mexico. What's up, Mad Mike?
9: Well, I just came back from Mexico. Okay. Thank you. It was a nice vacation. I thought it was well-earned after all my correct Eagles points uh, and then blowing the playoffs. You
3: know, too. once in a while you got to treat yourself, right, Mike? Yeah, you sure do. Um, so I just wanted to say one thing. Um, if you look at after
9: Howie came back from being in the broom closet, Howie is very cyclical, and I think there's two Howies. There's beaten down Howie that, like, you know, after he came back from the broom closet, he was – Beaten down, he he was able to he he was able to see what kind of free agents were out there, and he's able to buy players. He can't draft them, but he's well aware of the players in the league. But he stinks at drafting players. And then there's Howie that built up a team, and he gets all prideful, and he thinks he's a football guy. And that's when you know prideful Howie screws up drafts even worse. And then he like brings the team because the team is very much up and down, up and down. And there's no sustained success, and it really comes down to the fact that I think Howie can buy players and how he knows the players in the league, but Howie can't draft players. And when you finally don't have the money to buy players and you have to rely on drafts, Howie can't help you.
3: So where, where do you think we are in this cycle, Mike? Because you're right, it is cyclical. Howie with... critical
9: Howie. Howie that's, mm. you know, thought he, he knows everything. But he can't draft. He doesn't have the money to buy the players anymore. And he has to draft them, and he's on his downside. So it sounds, sounds
3: like you're predicting a crash. It, it sounds like you're predicting the crash, and then the how we come back 3.0 after that.
9: Yeah, but then you can't just let this guy just keep like oh, tanking, tanking head coach after head coach because he won't bring in a good head coach. He'll just bring in another puppet because he's afraid of being pushed to the other side of the Novacare again. So like. <laughs> He has free range to bring in these loser, fraud head coaches, and then he tanks drafts. Like, what does this guy do well other than buy
3: players? Well, I think he can manipulate the cap well and move money that's around. He's, it, brought, he's brought some pretty GM. good players. That, like,
5: that, that's exactly what a GM does. There, Mike, Mike for real. That's, that's
3: like out.
9: he stinks. Like he, he's, <laughs> he, his
5: pride. Like how you just completely ignore what team. I said. I, I appreciate that. Wait, I know I didn't hear what you said. I know because you weren't paying attention. Go, go right ahead. Do your thing. Do you think? Oh, I'm, no, I'm dude, sorry. Howie's, be Howie's the hater fraud. that you are. Go for it.
9: How is fraud? Nick Sirianni shouldn't be here. Like, and <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie just lets him do whatever he wants to do. But like, that, that's that's. And I just hope that the Eagles keep losing until they figure
3: that well, out. Well, we know you hope that, Mike. We appreciate. It. How about that, Mike? And Mike took a vacation to pat himself on the back for his correct Eagles. Nobody appreciate that, Mike. And then either. he comes back, bashing Howie. We're back. Here. I
6: thought he was. I thought he was going to like cool down on vacation and no. he would. He would come back a changed man. You, you didn't expect that.
3: No, I never, never. Mike is is one way and one way only, and he's. He's uh, ripping Howie Roseman. Look, he's not wrong about the cycle stuff. I mean, that's been the Eagles in the last six or seven years. They go up, they come back a little bit, but then they fall and then they come back. Yeah. Howie's biggest thing is he hasn't been able to sustain excellence,
5: consistency. Yes. You know, when you talk about some of the greater, greater GMs, greatest GMs that are in the game right now, that's the thing: consistency. And you have to be creative in the way, and you also have to notice trends in the NFL. I think if, if there was one right, that I would have against Howie this year, it would be he didn't see the linebacker trend coming, didn't see that
3: one coming. So I'm going to add one more to that, and you're right. I think he he they are behind the they're behind the curve on that. Here's one more. They have an offense that runs almost zero motion, and everybody else is running motion. Like that would bother me. If if I'm Jeff Lurie, I'm like, why are we behind the trend on motion, and why are we behind the trend on teams who are investing at in safety and linebacker? That that would. Th- that's a problem. The-, the Eagles wanted to be, and they should be, ahead of the curve on these things, not behind the curve. The other thing about Howie, and I do believe he's going to fix this, and I-, I do still have a lot of confidence in Howie Roseman. Hugh, the one thing he hasn't been able to do is sustain what a high-priced quarterback. They won when Carson Wentz was making no money and Nick Foles was making backup money. They won when Jalen Hurts was making no money. That's a big part of this. Like, Can Howie sustain a winner when the quarterback's getting a lot of money. I mean, that's, it's harder. I mean, it, just, it makes the whole thing that's more challenging. That's where it
5: becomes creative, and that's why I feel like there has to be, has to be more young players that are involved with this process, especially if you're going to go heavy like we have offensively. Mm-hmm. I, like, like I've said, this offense is still a Super Bowl-caliber offense, in my opinion. Defense is a luxury. You can get your defense to be exactly what you want them to be towards the end of the year, but you have to have a mentality. You have to have a mentality where, you know, you can play aggressive, you can keep everybody in front of you, and, and, and defend the sticks. I guess that's the term that you want to use, defend the sticks. Don't let anybody get behind you. Keep everything in front of you and attack aggressively. And have people pursue to the ball, man, pursuit angles. Have a fast flying around, like, defense that has bad intentions when they get to the ball care. That's how you turn the ball over. You see guys doing the peanut punch every time – they turned the ball into the ball carrier, and they coming in, and they coming in and trying to knock the ball out. You need to have that kind of defense. We didn't have that this
3: year. No, they didn't. They didn't turn anyone over. 215-592-9494. Here's what we got coming up over the course of the show. We will dive into what we want to hear in this press conference today. Elliot's going to join us in about 10 minutes or so on all this Eagles stuff, what he wants to hear. Of course, Doc Rivers to Milwaukee. We'll, we'll lay out the Sixers' path as Doc's back in coaching, and he's probably going to coach against Sixers in the playoffs. But, Hugh, I wanted to mention this because it's, it's kind of interesting. Is a lot of stuff out there about Eagles sources, right, potentially players saying stuff about Hurts and, you know, maybe stoic and not accommodating and not hanging out with them, all that kind of stuff, right? It's been out there. Yeah. Well, Britton Covey yeah. kind of fired back a little bit. So it feels, it feels like there's been a little game of telephone it's, in terms of maybe a quote from Covey was maybe taken out of context and then you know regurgitated out. Well, Britton Covey went to Twitter to dispute. dispute what is being said that he said potentially about Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to read you some of Covey's responses. This is um, talking about what he did or did not say to Jeff McLean of the Inquirer about Jalen Hurts. So here's what he said on Twitter today. Britton Covey, normally I don't respond to things like this because I'd hope that people don't believe everything they hear, read, Jalen is the best leader I've ever been around, so you can hear it straight from me, not someone else. I never said he was unapproachable or I was scared of him. Someone asked me if Jalen's, quote, stoic personality turned people away and if he was intimidating or unapproachable, to which I basically said that I've had coaches like that in the past, but Jalen wasn't like that. And the moment you talk with him, you realize how approachable he is. I truly don't get this narrative. Jalen's authenticity is what makes him a great leader. He lunch with the lowest ranking guys on the team, like myself. He's a great friend and teammate. That's the strongest anyone's come out to defend Hurts since the season ended.
5: Yeah, and, and, and you know I know that's the, the quote that everybody's going to use to say we don't believe everything that, that people say. I, I don't know. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think that there's a, been a lot of times where a guy's been asked something and he'll answer it and then he'll realize what he said and then he'll try to walk it back. Mm. But a lot of these reporters nowadays, you got to be, be careful with that because a lot of reporters record – what they say? Well, they they should, yeah. I mean, because you have to protect yourself. This, this is this is one of those things. I think that still is somewhere in the middle, and I also think that that for 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 uh, Britain to come out and be that concise about it, there probably was something that was said that he probably wasn't as concise about it when he was asked. Maybe, about or he maybe it was misquoted
3: by this person. Yeah, a it's, it's, yeah. A, it's
5: a possibility. Yeah. But I, but like a, like a, I look at it more like this because this I've seen more often than not. When when the heat gets a little hot, sometimes players wanna move their hand off that stove. They wanna be they wanna distance themselves from from whatever's being said as quickly as possible. I'm not saying that Britton Covey is doing that, but there's enough there, I would say, with the fact that some teammates feel, don't feel the same way that Britton Covey feels that there's somewhere this story somewhere in the middle.
3: Yeah, and look, Britain may love Jalen Hurts, and maybe someone else death. didn't. Yeah, I mean that, that's it's all it's all out there now. But Britton Covey comes through the defense of Jalen Hurts. 215, 592, 9494. Get you aboard. Have you begun to waver in your confidence of Howie Roseman leading the Eagles? I have not He has got some confidence wavering here. I do not feel good still about Howie. Elliott joins us after the break. Sneak peek at today's press conference. We'll carry that on the station two thirty today. And then, of course, back to the phones. Your confidence in Howie is it wavering? And we'll discuss Doc Rivers heading winning. to Milwaukee and how he could play the Sixers in the playoffs. All coming up. 215 592 9494. Midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP.
5: People saying I look great. I mean, I always look great, but I got to give a shout out to HydroxyCut. Hardcore. Hardcore results thanks to that potent formula that works, delivering maximum energy so I can crush my 2024 goals. Hydroxycut Hardcore is available as a pill, drink mixes, or gummies that feature a scientifically researched key weight loss complex to the design to de- deliver <laughs> the results that I want. Try to say that fast three times with a good workout and a good diet. This is the boost that you need in your daily routine. You can find Hydroxycut Hardcore at your local Walmart and Walmart.com. Visit HydroxyCut.com for a chance to win a trip to the big game in Vegas. HydroxyCut. Check them out. We really need new phones. T Mobile
1: will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for
5: $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.